안녕하세요 여러분들 지금 아, Turning 30 Podcast 아, 정말 반갑, 반갑습니다 Well, this is so weird I was a little bit brainwashed by uh, yesterday's K-drama that I spent nearly a whole day and whole night uh, it, it was like um, 12 episodes and I can you believe I finished the entire K drama? I just finished my workout and I feel so good. Uh, I found out that actually find what you enjoy and what you're good at is really important to be consistent. Yeah, so I found out that I am really into dancing, like whatever dance. I am not saying that I'm a kind of like a uh, expert or like like dancer. I'm not even close to dancer. I just like moving my body, uh, like uncooked spaghettis. But whatever, I don't mind. I I don't want to be like like dancer dancer. Uh, I just in, really enjoy dancing and just randomly move my body. That's all. Yeah, so without further ado, let's dive into today's um, topic, today's episode. Uh, today we're going to talk about living abroad alone. Uh, I may not the person who is quite uh, qualified to articulate this topic in diversified perspectives. Uh, I've been living in abroad for like three years straight so far, so true. Uh, but technically, I wouldn't say I am abroad. Because uh, for me, living abroad means you are truly immersed yourself in a totally unfamiliar environment. Uh, you don't know anyone. You're just like a completely stranger to this country and its culture, its language, its people and its food. Um, basically, you need to like learn everything from the day you've arrived in this country however for me moving from china to kazakhstan seems like a profound um, movement and i thought i would really take time to inhabit it here but apparently it didn't go as dramatically as i should have prepared uh, it's most it's more like finding my belongings uh, as a minority in China, I don't r- know much about my own Kazakh culture, except that I speak my mother tongue, which is Kazakh. And uh, all of my resource of knowledge is coming from my parents, especially my dad. Uh, he's a like huge fan of history. He reads a lot, and the ancient stories told by him always fascinates me and always hypers my eagerness to crave more about my roots. Um, I was in Kazakhstan twice before, but as a tourist. I, I could really like recall how I was surprised by the massive, authentic Kazakh elements everywhere on the street. 
uh, especially the subway. That was magnificent for me by then, back then. Mm, it was like a like a masterpiece, and um, yeah, of course. As a typical tourist, you just need to take photos of these arts uh, as if you will never see them in your life again. And uh, I was super proud and happy to show all of the photos that I took, like classmates or my friends. Mm, and, uh, you know, completing my master here was never the case for me at the time. But anyways, uh, when I decided to continue my study in Kazakhstan, I was quite excited, even though it was just a two-hour flight from my town. Uh, I got off the plane uh, with my huge luggages, uh, hopping on a taxi, which was going to take a glimpse of the city. Everything was so unknown and so new for me. Uh, as naive I, as I was, I didn't expect the first obstacle for me would be communication. So, as an ethnic Kazakh, I easily took advantage of speaking Kazakh to survive. Uh, unfortunately, my Kazakh at that time was really, really suck and uh, not understandable for locals. So even I went to a store, wanted to buy something, sometimes like the the owners of the shops, they couldn't understand what I was talking about. That was quite a hard time for me. And my heavy accent was apparently indicating my identity. Then I got to know I was defined as Oralman. Or uh, now we say Kandas. So in Kazakh language, Oralman refers to ethnic Kazakhs who have returned to Kazakhstan from other countries, uh, particularly those who have returned from China, Mongolia, Afghanistan, and other countries in Central Asia. So the term Oralman is derived from the Kazakh word uh, Oralu, which means to return. Uh, well, Kandas, it's a noun that refers to a friend or um, companion. So it is like used to describe a close friend or someone who is very familiar and trustworthy. So, uh, you might ask, what is the difference, uh, like, between these two words, which basically um, representing the same meaning? Uh, like the previous word, Oralman, actually, it um, shows person's uh, migration status, but Kandas. Um, uh, doesn't yeah and that was a little bit like research I did with mm, open AI yeah so if uh, if we turn it back to my case 
I personally received some mm, unfriendly judgment about being um, like Oraman or Kandas here, uh, especially other people in my circle were holding their bias. Uh, I thought it wouldn't uh, majorly affect me, but the more I heard, the more I felt I was labelized, which was the second intangible obstacle in the way. Well, uh, if we uh, talk about my uni life, which wasn't so much memorable, but I had chance to know like a few amazing charming people uh, I want to emphasize this uh, person who like gave me a huge impact I mean in a positive way so she is really like amazing charming star stunning smart loving and a caring friend Although she is in Canada now, like pursuing her own beautiful life, I always, always grateful and uh, thankful for the time we have spent together. Being the person who I am today actually is in large extent by she poured her love, encouragement and endless compliments that was one of the best things that happened in my master's life uh, well living abroad alone was uh, quite challenging now we are not even mentioning language barriers because you are either uh, stubbornly resisting the hardship of learning a foreign language and struggle or just go for it, whatever happens. So basically, it's ride or die in terms of languages. But here are more to cover other dimensions. The very first I would mention, it would probably be culture shock. Uh, the first, uh, the very first would be culture shock. But uh, honestly, I haven't found any shock, which is a shock for me. Because the Kazakh culture is pretty much the same in China uh, and here. We love meat and Kazakh cuisine is known for its meat-based dishes such as bishbarmak, which is boiled meat with noodles. Uh, kurdak, it's also a dish with um, like fried liver and other organ meats. And of course, horse meat. Everyone loves horse meat. You may need to adapt to these like new and uh, familiar tastes if you are used to uh, different cuisine. And uh, I personally feel like it's really vegan-unfriendly. I remembered uh, there were a period of time that I found um, cooking was really a big thing for me. 
Because back home, I rarely cook. Like even I cook, I always rely on the ingredients which were easy to cook and really familiar with me. But here in Kazakhstan, I feel like everything was different from what I used to apply for my dishes. So it took me some time to get the right one to make the make the right flavor for me at least. Well, the third obstacle is like a common thing for everyone uh, who's living abroad, which is aka homesickness. Well, being away from our family, friends, and the familiarity of our home can be difficult. But it also varies from person to person. Uh, long distance could be like really hard to digest for some people. And uh, some may take it easy to cope with, which depends on how we grow up from our childhood uh, so for me I personally don't quite struggle with homesickness uh, I enjoy living in different countries and identifying its pros and cons uh, on my own mm. and the best thing is uh, the culture the environment and the people you met in a new place would shape you in any aspects. So this is quite a good opportunity to grow up and know something that you wouldn't even try before. So uh, in another word, uh, like everything would force you to be stronger. Yeah, so you have to survive, uh, at least for yourself, right? So you have to come up with like everything you could do at the moment to cope with the hardship and the problems uh, in the way. I think this is a really good opportunity to just um, pull yourself out of your comfort zone. For me, especially, I feel like uh, I changed a lot compared to uh, the first day I arrived here. Like, I was really uh, introvert, shy, uh, not attentive, um, and clumsy. And also scary about everything. But now, like, after three years I feel like um, I am more like an adult who could uh, take responsibilities for any decisions I made and who also who is also able to solve and get through the hardship by herself so sometimes I feel very proud of myself for being such a such an independent person even though like I'm not like so much independent compared to other 
people in my life I knew who are living abroad. But yeah, compared to yesterday, I improved a lot. So why not just be proud of myself, right? Um, yeah, and uh, the next obstacle I I want to mention, it would probably be your career. Finding a job in, in a country, like a totally new country, is not an easy thing because of its rules, because of its uh, working environment, because of its people, because of its uh, culture, yeah, because of its legislation, because of everything could be really, really different from the place you worked before. So you have to uh, really study this uh, working culture in this new country. So, um, I, I would say, in my personal case, Korea wasn't that successful at the beginning because after my graduation, I was so uh, overwhelmed because of, because of, like, because I have to find a proper job right away um well like as uh, the same as so many people i got like hundreds of rejection letters from the company that i uh applied uh it was quite tough i would say and i was so disappointed mm, not not by the very intensive uh, competition but myself I feel I felt like um, I was a loser back then yeah and then finally uh, I got a job being a English teacher in a language institution well it was not so much exciting but at least I got a job, right? So um, I went to this language institution. I didn't struggle with language because uh, I just needed to instruct my class with Kazakh and English. That's all. And my Kazakh language was enough to teach uh, like beginners. And after five months, I guess, yeah, I feel like this is not, I mean, I really enjoy teaching. I really, 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 I do really enjoy teaching so much. Um, but in terms of long-term development, uh, it's really not my thing. So I decided to take teaching as my uh, part-time job or I could say my hobby I wouldn't stop teaching but um, I'd like to gain some relevant experience then I decided to 
get on job hunting journey once again. But this time, luckily, uh, I got hired by a private company, private company, which which is running by by a Russian woman. So basically, it's a Russian, yeah, it's a Russian-based company. The headquarter is located in Moscow, and everyone in this company speak either Russian or English, which is also like good for me because everyone speaks English and I speak like basic Russian and I do understand a little bit Russian. Uh, yeah, so I've been working there from that time I got hired uh, to now. What I what I want to say is, um, well, I gained quite a lot of experience, especially in terms of communication, because um, most part of my job, I need to communicate with people. I need to do uh, information compress. So basically, I need to read a lot of marketing research and present all of the information uh, into points and make it uh, clear and uh, transparent to my boss and my clients it was it, it was quite a interesting journey and i also want to challenge myself a little bit maybe just uh change a direction or change uh, an industry but you know now the competition is getting more and more intensive mm. who knows yeah i mean everyone has this eco chance then um the another thing that i want to cover it's social isolation yeah so making new friends and building a social circle in a new country can also be challenging especially if you are not fluent in the local language now again we come back to the language again and uh, so you can see the 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 significance of learning the local language and the social isolation can be an issue and it may take time to build like new connections and friendships it also depends on individuals yeah like their personality um for me personally i love making friends so i'd like to search online if there are any kinds of activities in the city and uh, i would like to reach out to stranger first and to maybe ask them out for a coffee or something so i don't feel like really a huge isolation here I mean, as long as you are bored enough to 
ask people out and attentively participate activities, events, even you don't know the language. You can start from the people who speak the same language as you do, right? And um, in terms of the health and safety, well, the healthcare system and safety standards can vary significantly from country to country. So here in Kazakhstan, uh, I would say health care system, it's not that developed. Um, so people turn to choose uh, going to private clinics because it's more reliable. Yeah, that's a reality. Um, I wouldn't deny it. And the safety also, it's quite um, doubtable. For me, I wouldn't like go alone at the midnight. So I need I need companies be with you. But uh, mostly it it is safe. It is safe. Be well if you are a girl, you still have to be careful. And um, you may need to negative new system this type of like healthcare systems to or protocols if you get sick or injured and uh, I don't really know um, how the system works so you probably need to ask uh, someone local someone who is local or need to ask for a professional advisor yeah anyways speak back to the safety you still need to be careful and you may need to be more um, vigilant and aware of your surroundings I mean this is this is like quite common in any countries and like anytime you need to be aware of your surroundings because not everyone is your friend. You can have one have fun with people, but you cannot be like true friends with anyone. So you still need to uh hold some doubts inside. Um yeah, so far we covered basically um, the quite significant elements living in terms of living abroad and uh, i know sometimes it could be really tricky and uh, difficult to like um, navigate uh, your life abroad but you know, we are adults. We can find the solutions to our problems we are facing. That is the human nature. You couldn't just, just sit there and do nothing, right? So, if you are having a hard time, I wish it will be um, ended as soon as possible. 
and uh, I believe we are strong enough, we are independent enough uh, to like encounter with these uh, obstacles, this hardship. And as I said, these uh, very tough time that we had uh, will shape us into uh, a different level of ourselves. So it could just um, level up our strength. That is quite sure. I hope um, everyone and me, we can live our best life, even though we are abroad. And we can still find our comfort circles uh, surround us. Um, I hope we can find our love. Yeah, you can find a person who is not uh, sharing the same background as yours, right? That would be fine and fun and interesting and um, adventurous. Yeah. So, I hope everyone, everyone could be and uh, i hope you enjoy this episode yeah and see you next time bye